0: Welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue podcast. This is a signed JT edition, as in the Phillies have come to terms with. I almost said shortstop, Jeff. You can tell this has been a long offseason and there's been nothing happening. So now I'm all out of whack because I want to talk shortstop too. But yes, the Phillies have come to terms with catcher JT Real Muto to a five year deal, one that's a record, barely, for the average annual value. <laughs> they snuck it over the limit, but. JT Real Muto will be back with the Phillies for five seasons.
1: So Jeff Mosher, what do you think? Well, if we can go back and reflect on um some of our you know end of season podcasts when we talk about JT Real Muto, I had serious, serious doubts that JT was going to be able to get, you know, the kind of contract that the Phillies just were not going to want to want or be able to compete with, you know, 170, 180. And the big the big X factor, Frank, was whether the Mets, with their new billionaire owner Steve Cohen, were going to be that team that goes out there and and tries to blow up the market by signing JT to that kind of contract. And once they very early in the process got McCann from the White Sox, then I started to look around and think this there's a really good chance that the Phillies could get JT Real Muto back at, an, at a fairly reasonable deal as well that would not just, you know, seven, eight years. Because we talked about this. I just felt like that would be too long for a guy his age at that position. So I was more than happy to give him a r even higher AAV for the fewer years. That's what I was uh, on it. But they, so it turns out to be a win really for the Phillies. It's, of course it's a win for Real muto because that's a, an absurd amount of money anyway. But – when you only have to sign him for five years, and when the AAV is not as enormous, like you know, up into the 30s or anything, then then I think that that's that's good. That's exactly what they should do.
0: And really, who would have thought that the Mets wouldn't have even hung around just a little bit more, you know, to to, to at least kind of mess with the market? Like uh, getting McCann uh, for four years and uh, ten per. I mean, in some respects, that's a better deal for the Mets because look, they've spent money elsewhere. They got Fra- they got Frankie Lindor right and. They're still supposedly in on Trevor Bauer, and you know this mm-hmm. this, this this could be a big uh, big off season for the Mets. And by making sure that the catching position is covered with a very good player, and not risking a whole lot either, right? Because you you can eat ten million dollars a year if your catcher gets hurt. You know the Phillies are going to have to to have some uh, you know bear some risk here, right? I mean be, you know when you're when you're paying twenty three one for uh your catcher right there's there's probably going to be a season where he gets hurt for an extended period of time and, and you know that's no disrespect to JT or um you know saying he's he's not in, you
1: know he's not durable because that that happens to a catcher right jeff Hey, Did you not notice the year that Andrew Knapp had last year? They are very, very good with their backup catcher, as I've said all along, Frank because <laughs> you know how big of an Andrew Knapp fan that I've been throughout the years, but no, I mean it would it might be smart of them to well you know the kid who's the kid that came up Mar yeah I mean maybe they they're all they're all right I mean I think it, yeah, you can never predict the injury you don't want it to happen it'll suck if it does, but then again that's why five years is better than eight. And the way I saw
0: it, you know, the the Phillies needed Real Muto specifically more than the other teams. Like, I feel like that the fan base had this expectation that the offseason began with just bringing JT back and making them whole. Whereas other teams, they were like, okay, we're going to get a good player, a star player. Uh, Toronto, they had money to throw around. Uh, You know, today Marcus Simeon uh, was Mm -hmm. was their latest signing. But Toronto wanted to add some nice pieces uh, like George Springer. George Springer, and yeah. and they didn't necessarily care what position. I think they just wanted veteran impact. And they got two guys that did it, and um, they're not at a position that's that's likely to break down, and it's not at a position that, that's kind of hard to replace if it does happen. So, so I, I think the Phillies' advantage was that the other teams just wanted star power, and they didn't care where they got it.
1: I think that advantage is there. I think you're right about the pressure from the fan base. That probably, you know, let's talk, Let's let's be realistic. You know, three weeks into free agency, no other than McCann, nothing going on, right? I mean, McCann signs. After that, then there's really no excuse. Once JT was out there for as long as he was out there, and nobody was blowing him away with billion-dollar deals, right? Then it, it almost became inexcusable for the Phillies not to bring him back because you knew. That they weren't going to have to, you know, I hate to say, not break the bank when you give a guy 115.5 million. But you know what I'm saying. You you weren't going to have to overpay by such a high demand, which is what a lot of bad teams do. You you had the market in your favor here. So once the market turned in your favor, there was really not a reason not to bring JT Real Muto back. And
0: what what do you and think? And I do of- think.
1: Good. I was just say the dollar amount
0: though, like twenty three one. I mean, obviously it was a token move that they bested the Maurer average annual value, and we all kind of said the Maurer deal was not a good deal. I mean, if, you know, the Twins paid for a first, overpaid for a first baseman that didn't hit like a first baseman for much of that contract but yeah thank um, god
1: Real Muto wasn't born in Philadelphia (laughs) right like how much pressure were the twins facing I mean the guy was from Minneapolis wasn't he
0: yeah he was he was their guy all the way around and they, they wanted to make sure that he was was their guy so so 23.1 million short. Or, I just did it again. Catcher, <laughs> catcher is now settled for the Phillies, provided he he passes his physical. Uh, but then then the big question kind of is what what's next. So the Phillies added last week, um, very good reliever in Archie Bradley. I thought the price was pretty good at six million dollars. In fact. Uh, we saw Brad Hand with the Met, with the Nats get uh, 10.5 million. The Mets were also in on him, and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting that in the end, the t- nobody claimed him, and he ends up getting more money than, than than any team could have had him for just by claiming him. So, it's 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 uh, it's making me wonder what this market is for for a reliever going forward. And did the Phillies get Archie Bradley just in time? Because uh, does Brad Hand drive up the price of perhaps the remaining relievers that the Phillies might be interested in?
1: Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure that went through the minds, right? Of of uh, Dave Dombrowski and how good is it, you know, as we talked in our last pod to have a guy like Dave Dombrowski who's been around, who understands how markets go and, and things like that. And then, uh, you know, using the veteran mind there to be able to do that. Do I do I love Archie Bradley? No, I don't love Archie Bradley. Do I like Archie Bradley? Yes. Do I think that he's far and away uh, their best bullpen arm as we're talking right now. Yes, in fact, I think they More even. Than Hector it, it, yeah, yeah, you know, how <laughs> I feel about Hector, and and I think it was very relieving that he was referred to as the closer. I didn't when they when they Philly signed him, did they like send the release out and it said closer? They, on they, it? So, you know, I mean, he was
0: say he was the closer for the Diamondbacks last year before he got traded to the Reds. So right. I don't think I don't think either side's really locked in or cares necessarily. I, I bet you this is going to be a mix and match bullpen.
1: Well. Okay, they get fine. You know what? I'll I will take mix and match bullpen over Hector Neris as my my no doubt about a closer every game every day of the week. I mean Bradley's been a better. I mean this goes without saying. Bradley's been a better closer and relief pitcher over the course of his career than pretty much anybody that the Phillies have on their staff right now, including Hector Neris. So I would say that hopefully in this mix and match uh, combination that it often ends up with Archie Bradley. Closing. I know he doesn't have a ton of saves, but he's been a, a good r- reliever in his career. And uh, you know, his first two years were rough and then he seemed to get it together. He's not great. I mean, again, his career ERA is 391. I don't know what Hector's is. It's probably in the upper threes, lower fours too. So if I were to check on it, but I mean, I just got more faith in, in Bradley to get the job done, but it's still, uh, Frank, as you, you would probably agree, it's still kind of a, a question mark of a bullpen. So what do you do next? I mean, they they did make a couple trades.
0: They they bring in Sean Coonrod, uh, who was with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, they they bring in Jose Alvarado from the from the Rays. The thing that they have in common is they are hard throwers, uh, but they also are hard throwers who have had their moments where they get rocked a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so who who who's in this bullpen? I mean, you know what I mean? Like you have Net- Neris and Bradley, and then I guess David Hale. They they let come back so what I I feel like there's there's so 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 much more that needs to be resolved here
1: there is um Alvarado was a good signing I mean obviously uh you know the Rays were were the, the the envy of you me Hunter you know we wanted the we wanted the Phillies to become the Rays overnight with their their whole approach even though we knew that wasn't realistic um, so I, I look when you have Alvarado and, and by the way how 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 many times are we going to confuse Jose Alvarado with Jose Alvarez I'm sure we're going to I would know, take him back by the time. way I would too I would, didn't he sign with some, I thought he signed with somebody
0: Oh I missed it if he did but
1: I thought he did but I'll, to, I'll I'll check on that but um either way I feel like look we're guilty of of saying this before but by some of the names they've brought in it seems like they're going to have to be better than they were by, last by accident. year. I mean, by accident, but even also by by talent, right? I mean, I feel like they've got to be uh, a little bit better right now. No, Jose Alvarez is still a free agent, so they should bring him back. But, um, Why
0: did he is uh, healed? <laughs> yeah,
1: but if this bullpen stinks again, then they're just cursed. I, I mean, I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the, this, this, uh, the the fact that you could get through – I mean, granted, it's 60 games, but a bullpen ERA over seven, like I, I, I don't even think that was possible. Like, like, I mean, should the Phillies be blamed for it being that that bad? I mean, completely, or is it is it just some bad luck over a short season? I mean, this is going to be. Uh...
1: <laughs> I well, can't, when can't Brandon be... Workman came and stunk it up, like who could have predicted he was going to be that bad? You know, I mean, I know some, I know we were all a little bit sheepish about the trade because it seemed like a, a desperation trade for a guy who had not have a long record of success. But you you thought at least he would come in and add some kind of stability. And he was just basically pouring gasoline on the fire, which we couldn't have predicted. By the way, Alvarado, he might really be the best reliever that they have. I said Archie Bradley, but Alvarado's numbers in a much shorter time frame, or obviously, obviously his caper nine is is unbelievable. So I don't want to shortchange this guy as maybe being an even better addition than Bradley.
0: But, but you know, him, Sean Coonrod, who, who by the way, kind of finished, I say kind of, Kind of finished the year as the Giants' closer. Um, neither of them are anything close to sure bets, though, right? I mean, they're, they're kind of rolling the dice here. And, and how many spots in
1: the bullpen can you roll the dice? Yeah, I mean, like, if there's such thing as a, a uh, sure thing in this bullpen, <laughs> then uh, I think we'd feel a lot better about the bullpen. Um, I Like I said, it's still a bullpen of question marks. I mean, Coonrod had a, a – didn't he have, like, a 9.82 ERA last year or something? Yeah, I mean, it, was I, some, it was something it was, pretty bad yeah I g you know so he to me he's just like another guy that you know he might be the name you might be Adam Warren or I you know he just he's just a guy you know until proven otherwise
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so then so then so if that's that's the latest on the bullpen, and what about the starting rotation? the Phillies have not added a start yet uh, like don't shouldn't they have somebody more reliable by now? you know you saw you saw a lot of the guys sign. Um, that the Phillies used to be linked to all the time. Mike Miner was an early sign. Robbie Ray was an early sign. You saw mm-hmm. uh, even from the left side. We talked talked before about some left-handed options. Even Jay Happ got a one-year deal of reasonable money with the Twins, and um, and so and then of course the Braves uh, spend 26 million dollars in bringing Charlie Morton and Drew mm-hmm. Smiley. Uh, So, so I mean, even those types of guys that, that you kind of – Are we really like,
1: throwing Smiley in there as like one of those major offseason additions?
0: You can, but he, he'll give you innings. Like if, if anything else, the Phillies can't be turning the game over to the bullpen in the fourth inning. Like every okay. Vince Velasquez start, right? So so and, yeah. and I still don't understand why they brought him back in this economic climate for, for $4 million bucks when they could have spent that somewhere else. But um, But right maybe. now – Vince Velasquez has to be your, one of your starters. Like, what's what's going to happen with this Philly starting rotation?
1: Well, all right, so you've got your top two. You've got Nola, and you've got um, uh, Zach Wheeler. And I have to think Zach Elf, Eflin starts as your three. And are you considering Spencer Howard as your four, or do you have to make him work for – as your five, I mean, as your five? Like you how do, need you, a, how do you have a more competition
0: when four. it's just Vince and, and Spencer and, and, and that's it? Like they, they don't yeah. even have anybody to be in the mix. Oh, Oh, they, the Phillies didn't make one free agent starting today. Does, if if he counts as a starter, uh, Ivan Nova, who did not really pitch much last year, uh, no. he's he's in the mix. Uh, he's in one of those deals where if he makes the majors, he makes one point five million dollars. But mm-hmm. hardly can count that as starting pitching depth, right?
1: No, you got to find somebody. I mean, uh, you know, they, they've been. Do I say curiously out of the Trevor Bauer race, or should they have never even been considered because of their financial situation? No, I I I don't know. I I think
0: Bauer is just going to be overpriced because he's the best guy this year.
1: Right. Um right. but
0: he he's funny. I think uh somebody called called his Cy Young award the, last year in the 60 game season a Mickey Mouse Cy Young award and he Yeah, he, it's in his Twitter he, handle now. Yeah, he, well, he has this he has this he has this wonderful uh graphic, you know, Mickey Mouse Cy Young Award winner 2020. Well, I I think he's a hoot. Uh, yeah. but uh but uh I don't know that he's going to be worth what he gets. I mean, he's he's a right. nice, very much nice pitcher. Doesn't certainly not an say I don't want to say certainly because I think he's still got a lot of potential, but um, he's not the usual kind of ace ilk that you would say is a sure bet. You know, if you were right. to spend all that money. So I suspect, that.
1: I suspect that they might look to bring in another starter via the trade market to avoid an overpay of a guy like Bauer or some other free agent who is going to reap the benefits of being the next best free agent pitcher uh once Bauer signs. And I don't even know who that name is. I can't think of it right now. But I still think there will be an opportunity for them to make a trade, to bring in a guy. And and it could be before the season starts. It could be in the middle of the season and you try to get by with, uh, you know, Eflin and Howard and Velazquez as some sort of 3, 4, 5 – or I'm sorry, four, uh yeah – well, it's really—I mean, f your three. There's, there's certainly that. You, you've got your top three in Wheeler, Nola, and f and then it's just a battle at four and five between, as you, as you mentioned, Nova and um, Velasquez and Howard. Uh, is I, I there anybody this, that can come up? I mean, no. you think Ranger Suarez now, now that he's healthy, can you get know, a it's shot? It's
0: one of those things. He got, he got hit with COVID pretty bad. You don't know what he's got. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's kind of hard to predict. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you've seen. You've seen how quickly a pitcher can fall off, like Victor Arano, right? He looked really good a couple of years ago, gets hurt, and then never again. And then Ranger Suarez is going to be the – it's a real shame because, you know, I, I thought that he would have been in the rotation when the season
1: began, if it began on time. But mm-hmm. um, you can't, can't well, really you count, can't count him, him out, though. You gotta, you've got to – I mean, considering what he was prior to COVID, and now that we're a year removed from him getting it or close to, uh, assuming he's healthy – and had has had a chance to work out a little bit and get himself conditioned. I think you have to say he's in the mix to be in that 4-5 range. I mean, he was last year before COVID.
0: Yeah, but that was just that's that was just cuz he was better than Nick Pavetta. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> right. I mean, don't you want to be better than better than Nick Pavetta at this point? I mean, uh, right, you
1: know... right, right. But the reason why he was the one um who could contend was because he had put up some decent numbers at Reading. It's not like he was uh, a guy with a 10 ERA that just got thrown into the mix. He was a, a lefty who spotted the ball well, doesn't throw hard, obviously, but um, has been impressive in a bullpen role, I think, the year before. Yeah. Uh, impressive enough for this bullpen, at least. So, I mean, I, I think you have to consider him. I, I, I get your point. Like, they could definitely use a veteran, and I still think that they will get one somehow, some way. I just wonder if it'll be in the middle of the season or, you know, if it'll be um, before the season starts.
0: So, I mean, if you look at the market, I mean, even the likes of, uh, Jake Arrieta, he he has to throw bullpens for teams. Um, you saw the Phillies, I believe they were they were in attendance when. Um, um, God, I almost <laughs> I almost said Ricky don't ask. Go. <laughs> <laughs> who's the other ex-Marlin from thirty years ago that that. What uh, <laughs> <laughs> An- Anibal Sanchez. Anibal Sanchez. Um, he was yeah. throwing, and who, I can't remember who he was throwing with, but but you know, there's a lot of these these older pitchers that are kind of out there. Cole Hamels being one of them. Um, you know, I here's one thought I had that that I kind of threw out there on Twitter, but but Frank Close MBA, you know, the guy who has his business background, I get, you know, remember what I said? J T Realmuto is supposed to get you whole, right? That's not that's not extra excitement, right? But you just had to do it because everybody would have turned on the organization forever if they didn't. Right. Frank Close, the marketer, wouldn't wouldn't it be nice to have Cole Hamels in the mix this year for a cheap deal?
1: Well, it, it, what's a cheap deal? Does Cole Hamels take a cheap deal?
0: Well, put this way, Jay Happ, who's better, got eight million dollars. I think Jay Happ would be the better, better, better bet this year. Eight million. Right. Cole Hamels maybe half of that. That's my guess. Four million.
1: Oh man. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but the guy was uh, pretty much gone this the whole year last year. I don't know. I think it might be time to just cut the cord on the whole reunion with Cole Hamels. Look, I get it. I get what you're saying. There's not a whole lot of options out there who are, uh, you know, could come in and at least give you what Cole Hamels can give you when he's healthy. But I don't know. At some point, you got to kind of cut the cord on at least that. The, at
0: least the fans would like it, right? I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, That's until what... he got lit up, and then they would hate it, and they would say, <laughs> you went back to the old people again, and you're Ruben Amaro Jr. in this team, and, you know, uh, yeah. Bill, Bill the fans will like the concept of it.
0: Bill Giles crying when he released Steve Carlton which we, <laughs> we end up with that again although although exactly. I don't think Dombrowski has the, uh, the same sentimental attachment to 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 Hamels, of course but but yes yeah, mm-hmm. but but you know what they got to do something I mean Jose Quintana signs with the Angels I thought he could have been good uh Gavin oh, good. mentions Hap, he signs with the with the with the, uh, the Twins and and these How things about Tanaka are.
1: Tanaka going, going to Japan. He didn't even stick around for the. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Nobody considered
0: to... that as a possibility. Everybody's like, no, okay. not so... at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, um, Japan's a nice place to play. <laughs> He's from Japan. Why not? I mean, he made his money about, in the U.S.
1: Yeah, what about Fulton Avich? Is he still out there?
0: No. He signed I with. Couldn't remember
1: who he signed with.
0: Again, that's one of those uh, high. Yeah,
1: I can't remember. He signed pretty early too. Low risk, high reward. You know, you probably not making a lot of money. Chance to kind of redo his career. Thought it would have been all right. Oh, geez, did I did I get that wrong? Or maybe I saw a. Uh... Maybe you're having trouble spelling Fultonevich.
0: <laughs> oh, I, like, I spell Fultonevich. Oh, nice job! I, I, I such I, a good uh... journalist you are. Yeah, I, I, I made sure I got that one early. I still can spell Doug Mankiewicz very well. Oh, that's <laughs> well, nice. Another, <laughs> another
1: former Minnesota twin. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess Multi
0: is still out there. but uh. Well, you know. well, then there you go. All right. Well, so there's, there's some flyers that, that they could take, but yeah, do you I want this team to be that.
1: taking flyers when the Mets are going wild and the Braves are this good, though? Hey, you know what? The 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 Angels go wild every year. What does it get them? Not, not a whole lot. It's not about going wild. It's about being smart. The Mets are also searching for the third general manager in, uh, in a couple months. So, you know, like, let's, I'm not going to be clapping, uh, for the moves they made. Although I do think that they've made smart, sensible moves this off season. I'm not, you know, the, the trade for Lindor, as you mentioned, the signing of McCann, and we'll see if they get, they get Bauer. Obviously they'll get Syndergaard back. I think they still have, do they still have, um, Simeon? Not Simeon, uh, Stroman? Stroman is back. Yep. Yeah, so, so that, they, you know they, they'll they, be formidable if everything doesn't go to hell for them, but normally everything goes to hell for them. So we'll see. No, I think look, look, you're pretty good with your top two, uh, unless there's an injury, Frank. I mean, you're pretty good with Wheeler and and Nola. I mean, that's that's pretty strong. And Eflin's been all right as a as a three four type guy. Uh, I think if you you can get by with this and then tr- try to add a guy, you know, in the middle of the season, if you're a competitive team, which they should be, uh, you know. I don't know. I hate making declarations anymore, but um, honestly, the only reason they weren't better than 500 last year was the bullpen. That was really the only reason, right, was the bullpen. If They had a decent bullpen. They might have been eight to ten games over 500. So we'll see what happens this year. They're obviously, you know, they still have to fill that shortstop thing. But don't you think that DD still being out there on the market as we speak, as the last shortstop, means that the market might again turn in the Phillies' favor? Who needs a shortstop? You know the Reds are kind of
0: interested, but the Reds have been like dumping salaries while all off season. I don't see them dumping a bunch of salary just to say, "Hey, we got Didi Gregorius back." I mean, he right. remember he originally came up with the Reds. I I, I just don't understand. Uh, I forgot um, that. I
1: thought it was the Diamondbacks. Was he? His, he was he, a was Red first traded? for a year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I forgot about that. It's it's
0: a uh, it's 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 kind of tough. I don't see the Reds having money. It's kind of it's kind of curious that the so so as of like an hour ago um um I'm I'm like I if you saw my tweet but I'm like practicing uh Curacao uh trying to say that because Andrew Elton Simmons was was it was down to those two right and they both right. they both uh, played in Curacao I, mean, I probably said it way wrong um so that's where uh, Andrew
1: Jones is from isn't he
0: you know I never thought of that. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, I'm mean, here. I am saying, all right, which which guy from Carousel do we do 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 you want? And uh, but he but and Relton Simmons goes to the Minnesota Twins, and Freddie Freddie Galvis goes to the Orioles for 1.5 million. That's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you're if Freddie Galvis is your fallback, here's 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 kind of how I read this. If Freddie Galvis is your fallback, he doesn't sign with the Orioles for 1.5 million. If there's a chance, the Phillies can sign him for. And offer surely they could beat that as a backup plan, right? So, so there's right. that. And then the fact that Simmons signed for ten point five, you know, I thought that if if the, mm. if if the Phillies were going to go to that price point, then they might just pay more and go for Didi. So, right. I, I I almost do see this as kind of a sign that that Didi could be could be about to come back. I I don't but know don't if the you, Phillies.
1: Yeah, wouldn't you think that maybe you can get Didi for less than he even made last year?
0: I wouldn't do that. I think I, you know, I think it's gonna be like a real Muto thing. You know, you know, some some, you know, when you when you want the player, you say, all right, look, Didi's probably gonna say, I need a raise from last year because what did I do to deserve less money? No, that's that's a fair point. What do you right? mean? He made sixteen last year, so he was year, right? fourteen. So oh, fourteen. So I can mm-hmm. see it going to fifteen. Uh, I can see it going to a um, maybe. He try to he tries to get another. You know, all these shortstops are getting one year. And right. of course, next year is the the amazing super uh, super shortstop market. You know, when you when you get Lindor and and others on the free agent market. So um, maybe he gets uh, maybe he gets two years. Maybe that's enough to do it. And you know, the Phillies the Phillies have Bryson and Stott in the mix. Um, maybe he doesn't end up at shortstop at the end, but um, you're certainly not guaranteed to have him up and starting at shortstop a year from now. So t- having two year deal would would kind of Give the Phillies a safety net if if the Phillies could get him for two at mm-hmm. maybe a little over fourteen mil a year. So I so I think you want to I think they need to beat the fourteen million that he got last year because he did nothing to, to deserve a pay cut.
1: But let's Good face team. it, you
0: know, I I think Dee Dee is I, I I the moment I met Dee I was super 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 impressed. I mean the this this guy. This guy is just even in person, he's brilliant, right? So he knows yeah. like three what three languages? Or am I am I selling him short? Is it more than three languages? No,
1: I think, and I think he's been knighted if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, right? knighted, he's yes, sir Didi. So, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: but but you just talk to him like, man, this guy's got a head between his ears. And, you know, yeah. Super super smart. And then you know you watched him play, and then you definitely saw what you don't see on the back of his baseball card last year. You know, he's just got this presence. He just he's clutch. Um, gives you your solid defense. Has a little pop with his bat. Like I, I I, just, I, I was just so, so impressed with how he played last year. You know, he would certainly have been my first choice to, to bring back, and and I kind of questioned if the Phillies were able to do so up up till now. But um, you know, I, I think I think it's a, it's at the point where Phillies can outbid the Reds no problem. And I think mm-hmm. uh, I think Didi liked playing for Joe Girardi, and I think right. he liked uh, you know uh. I think he, you know, had a good year last year. So I, you know, I can see. In fact, maybe, maybe we don't even. Maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes we don't even know about yet. You know, the fact that that Galvis signs that deal because uh, um, I feel like, you know, yeah, I don't think it, I think there are there, there might be some people with a soft spot for for Freddie Galvis. But if you need a if you need a shortstop glove, which the Phillies would have needed, if for nothing else but the late innings. Galvis mm. would have been very good for that, but so so I, I don't know. All signs point to this this kind of working out, and and uh, you know I, I wonder also the fact that there was some leaking in the media that that the Phillies were in harder on on Simmons today. Uh, maybe mm. that was one of those media pushes to get Didi to get to the to the finish line. So kind of so, like how
1: uh, J.T. Realmuto was going to sign with the Braves. Yeah, that, which <laughs> I
0: never believed for a second, right? I mean, yeah, it made me no sense. The the Braves the Braves. uh we're not going to sign him long term and right. and you know maybe maybe he was using the Braves to try to bid up the AAV you know maybe the Braves said like like they did with Josh Donaldson a couple of years ago gave him too much mm-hmm. money and then it was just for a year and that was it so right i mean right. any team that could have JT for a year you know without the long commitment and risk on the, the his body but you know he's a catcher he doesn't want to put like one year deal and then get him one year closer and one year older i, I I didn't really get that. I think that was a last-ditch attempt to try to get to get people involved, but and that that right. probably, that could have been the same thing here with 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 uh, Andrelton Simmons. That that and right. and really Simmons is the inferior bat. I think I you know I, I think what Didi gave the Phillies last year was just so so good to uh, uh, for the team, and and I, I would hate to see for their uh, for their lineup them to lose him, and and not to mention he's a lefty bat, and and the Phillies really needed that lefty bat last year. I think that's. That's something that before he he signed uh, with the Phillies that they really really needed.
1: Yeah, you know, Frank, if they will, if they do resign Didi uh, for something in that you know fifteen sixteen neighborhood, and then you think about the economics of the off season, the fact that you went into the off season thinking you might have to pay to keep J T Muto. you might have to pay upwards of twenty eight to thirty million a year to keep him, and instead you paid twenty one, and then if you give Didi you know fifteen sixteen, you're up to thirty six thirty seven. So that's two players. At 36, 37, which is much more feasible, uh, instead of one player making 28, 29, so whoever knows what. And then like you, you're all of a sudden you're struggling because Arietta's 20, was it 24 million for Arietta that, that came AAB, off the books? AAB, yeah. yeah. So, so 25 AAV came off the books and you were able to get a catcher, a great catcher and then a little more money to do what they've done with the bullpen and then still have money to be able to bring in, um, Didi. And that all works. That that like is exactly the way you were hoping it would work out, but probably didn't have the confidence that it would back then. So that's pretty good.
0: Just, it's also a question how much they wanted to spend this year. And and by the way, mm. speaking of speaking of that, one of my one of my strategies came true. So Dave Dombrowski must have been listening to the Powder Blue podcast because <laughs> I said I'm not worried about the long term deal because you just structure it where JT Realmuto gets paid ten million dollars in 2021, and then after that. You pay him more well, guess how much he's going to make next year, Jeff? why don't you tell me Frank? Ten million dollars on the nose How so, about that? <laughs> so he, he um so he's going to hire me to do contracts for the team, I think but no uh, but yeah, but you know what they can be creative with some of those things um, I mean if it's a two year deal for Didi, they can you know so so right now there's a, and this is an important point right now because they they're, the cash flow is a problem, right so um, you know we can argue about value of the team and stuff like that and um, but if they're trying to save an immediate cash flow until they have more more turnstiles turning, um, if you sign DD to a two year deal, you can put more of it next year. But then the AAV right. is what's going to matter for for luxury tax purposes. So, sure. um, so I think if they do that, like they kind of did with with uh, JT, um, they'll 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 be able to field a better team this year, mm-hmm. and um and and and, and you stay under that luxury tax number. And by the way, um. The uh the fact that so many players are signing one year deals right now, I think that that's uh I think that 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 strategy of a second year uh is you know so I think put it this way I think a lot of players are signing the one year deal because they're hoping to get more next year right? Of course, of course. So Brad, Bradley didn't want to commit to to more than that because you know he could have a better deal next year maybe right? Because right. let's face it, Pat Shek and and Tommy Hunter, they got those two year deals for eighteen million and sixteen. Um, respectively, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so, so I, I think if you're if you if you're crafty with how you do it, the second year though in DD's case, I think it'll help. You know, last year he was looking for a three-year deal, he only got the one. At least if you have two, then like he's you know he hasn't really moved per se, and 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 uh, you know that's that's a nice ch- like nice chunk of change he can earn, and it'll serve the Phillies well in the short term. And you know what, too, another thing people don't think of, you know, the teams that lose out on on the big guys next year, what, Javi Baez or Frankie Lindor, you mm-hmm. know, he could make – Didi in a year could be a nice trade ship. You know, the Phillies never think that way, right? It's always like you let <laughs> you let the contracts run out. Right. You know, but if if, if you find yourself with Bryson Stott ready a year from now, if mm-hmm. you had Didi on a one-year deal, who wouldn't
1: trade for that, right? So, no, I think it's – no, I've always so, said so I, they, I think they're, they're not playing chess, you know, the way they should be, yeah.
0: Yeah, but there's there's lots of options. I just I just think the Phillies haven't been creative with that kind of thing. Like they're so afraid to trade their guys, and uh, yep. and and so they hold on to them a little bit more. All right, so so Jeff, in closing, I guess we got to ask, what's the next move?
1: Well, I mean, you know, if it's not Didi, then it's getting somebody to be your your starting shortstop, and then obviously adding to that starting rotation.
0: Well. Things are moving fast these next couple of days in fact be, be between now, as I'm recording this and the time that I upload this to to anchor, <laughs> there will be another move right and and uh, uh the we'll, way we'll, our history we'll, of the show goes, yes yeah we'll <laughs> we'll have missed that so um so so my prediction here is d is going to sign with the Phillies, and I think it'll be within the next twenty four hours so so we'll we will see I'm feeling good about that move for the Phillies. I think it's a great move. And I think after that, though, they got they got to be creative here. Still, I think they should find some teams that want to shed a couple dollars, go get Sonny Gray from the Reds, uh, sign Jake Odorizzi. That's a name, maybe. That's that's a decent that's another one, decent gamble. Uh, I, I think I think there's there's still a couple options out there, and the Phillies will sign one if not two. Otherwise, Avanova will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's call it a show, Jeff, and, and uh, we'll be back as more moves happen. We're going to start amping up uh, our, our, our podcast again, I'm sure, as we get closer to pitchers and catchers. That is just a few weeks away, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. I hope.
0: So that's still scheduled for – for February 17th, I talked to somebody at the at the truck company, Old Dominion, and they said they're still on. They still have Truck Day on the calendar for February 9th. So supposedly they're driving down with all the stuff. So I guess that means we're gonna have a spring training. But for now, Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, and for Hunter Brody, who was unavailable tonight for this emergency JT Real Mutual podcast, we'll catch you next time.